0: Tommy Caster. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily. Glad to be here with you today. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster. It is a Tuesday. Jad Chambers producing on that IHOP hotline. Brought to you by IHOP, where guests can enjoy the new pumpkin spice pancake combo. Got a fun show coming up for you today. Uh, we can look back at Monday Night Football. We can look back at Game 3 of the World Series. Uh, we can look ahead to this weekend's football matchups, which are very, very big. Lance Leipold talked yesterday. We can go over some of the key points he... Uh, brought up in his weekly press conference. Chris Kleiman will be later today, so we'll dig into that later in the week. We've got executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel, coming up top of the next hour. We have all kinds of giveaways today. HTO will give away some tickets to the big pro wrestling event at Intrust Bank Arena, AEW, coming to town for a live televised event. That'll be this weekend. We'll get some tickets to that as well. Get you set up for the day. A big day. Tommy, how are you?
2: I'm good. Happy Halloween. It's a, uh, it's a busy day today. Uh, and, you know, for me, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Halloween guy. Never really have been. Now that, you know, I've got kids, i got to get into it a little bit more than, like, I ever have. Um, so I'm really forcing myself to try to get into the Halloween spirit. does not come natural to
1: me. Yeah, we, um, I don't love or hate Halloween. I loved it as a kid. Um, I, it was... It's always been, and my wife totally agrees on this. We've always been on the same page. Like Halloween and New Year's Eve are two holidays sure to disappoint. I think you could probably throw like Cinco de Mayo in there. Like there's all this buildup and hype and everything. And then it never seems to totally live up to it. I'm not very crafty, so costumes have never come easy for me either. Um, but now with kids, it's super fun. I mean, that's the thing. Like, now I love Halloween because my kids are so jacked up for it. Like, yeah. out of their minds excited about today. Uh, my four-year-old son has been counting down the days for about a week now. So he's, you know, losing it. Uh, the The girls love it. They've already – they've all assured me that it is not going to be too cold, that they will be fine tonight. Don't worry about that. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be a late night they'll get hyped up on sugar uh, and it'll be probably like a rough landing the rest of the week to get through that. but it's all worth it. The, the one thing about Halloween that has to change and it's ridiculous that we don't make it the last Saturday of the month like why are we celebrating Halloween on a Tuesday? It's the dumbest thing like we change the date on Thanksgiving every year. There's no like religious well I mean I suppose there is to some degree, but like the, like just just make it the last Saturday. Of October, please, and we can solve all of these problems. Kids can stay up as late as they want, no issues there. Like, what what are we doing here?
2: Yeah, my wife is a huge Halloween fan. Like I've had to talk her out of I don't know, doing a Halloween graveyard in our backyard. I'm like, we're not we're not doing that. I'm not a Halloween guy, never have been. Really, like I'm the kind of guy like before I was married, before I had kids. I was that guy that would go to the store. I would buy the bag of candy, and then I would turn my porch light off, and I would just eat all the candy myself in my house. Um, never really been into it, but like I mentioned before, now that I've got kids, like it's it's different. Like my my son is really into it. He's a firefighter this year. Like really excited about all of it. So I'm like begrudgingly coming on board with it. My wife um, carved the pumpkins yesterday, and. I don't know. Like she, she goes like way like off the deep end with Halloween. But no, listen. We, now listen. Like we, that's no, not a bad like thing you, because like that here, just here, means you don't have well, to. Well, true. Good point. Here, here's an example of that. We've got those porch lights that have like the the bulbs that you can change the colors on, and she was like, "All right," and this was last night. All right, I'm changing the light bulb colors to orange and, like, purple, I think, is what she did. I'm like, really, like, these are porch lights. Like, do we have to have them be, you know, colored for Halloween? Apparently, we do. So yeah. I'm kind of the bah humbug guy for Halloween. That's okay. I'm going to take my son out trick-or-treating tonight. It's going to be cold. We'll get through it. It's going to be all right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of, like, slowly but surely coming around on it.
1: That that Look, I think you'll enjoy it as your kids get older. And then what probably happens to a lot of people is their kids get too old, don't want their, be a par- their parents to be a part of it. And that's really when you can dig in on, like, freaking kids out and doing some of the scary stuff and actually, like, delivering the candy at trick-or-treat time, which also yeah. sounds fun. But, again, I'm not crafty at all. So, like, right. decorating stuff. And while my my wife is crafty, like, neither of us are good decorators like that's not which is funny like it's in my blood my mom literally does that kind of stuff for a living and i got none of it like i i couldn't like you can see my decorating (laughs) what i I don't i don't have that skill and so i hope that at some point we can sort of take that on the other problem for us right now and i know nobody cares about this because we're all busy right but we're so Dad, gum, busy with jobs and running businesses and doing all this like we just don't have time to do like it, it right. is a miracle that we got kids in their costumes to their places and will divide and conquer these class parties and do all this stuff today I, it, it will be amazing that we even get through the day but at some point you know that it's going to be fun to like scare kids right like just to yeah really mess I with mean- them
2: And this is another like bah humbug for me. Like i have not even I've never really been a fan of handing out the candy either at my house because, you know, typically it's World Series time or it's, you know, there's a football game on and I'm consistently like constantly getting up. Every time the doorbell rings, I got to get up. I got to get the bowl of candy. I got to hand it out. I got to make small talk with five year olds that I don't really want to do. And then I'm missing like part of the game I'm watching. So, I mean, historically, before I had kids, like I said, I was always the guy that turned off the porch lights. I didn't want anybody to come over because I, you know, was going to be busy eating Kit Kats and watching baseball. So it's different now that I've got kids. I think I can get on board with it. You know, and like you mentioned, the older they get, the more excited they get every year. I went and picked up Halloween donuts this morning, you know, and, and our son was like super excited about it. So I can get on board with that for him. But like I'm not a I'm not a scary movie guy. I don't watch oh, horror movies. Absolutely like, I'm not. not in, like my wife, every time I come home, like in the month of October, she's got like Hocus Pocus on or something like that. And I'm like, I just, it's not me. I don't really care. Like that's not really my scene.
1: I look. I I have reached the age that I am like ready to write an angrily worded letter to television executives for playing previews of scary movies during the things that i watch like oh my god my kids are gonna see that like yeah honey get the pen and paper we're writing a letter right <laughs> now like let's go like what are we doing here like we we've reached that level of things no i hate scary movies too uh like with a fiery passion don't understand them and you know to all of you that love them and like can't get enough of them um, you know, you might have a problem. So there, and I, I'm not afraid. I, you know, I don't have I to be that, embarrassed about being scared of that stuff anymore because I'm a grown adult.
2: You know, let, let, let's do a little bit of, um, of group therapy here for a second. Like, I, I think I've got like a deep-seated reason why I'm not a Halloween fan. And I'll admit it here in front of our listeners, in front of our viewers. Like, I, I'll admit it right now. I, I know the reason why. It goes back to when I was a kid. You know, my parents were like not really super into like The scary things, like I couldn't be, I couldn't be anything bloody, I couldn't be anything satanic, I couldn't be any, like, you know, like, it was very much like, you can't, you can't do that as a kid. So, like, you know, my buddies have, like, fake blood coming out of their heads and, like, you know, makeup with, like, wounds and, like, all the, you know, all the gross stuff. Meanwhile, I'm an Eminem for Halloween. You know, or like I'm Elvis for Halloween, yeah. And so like I, you know, I think I got made fun of a little bit, you know, because my costume wasn't on like the gory, nasty, like little you got boy, like. Made fun like, of for that? Cr- well, not really made fun of, but just like, oh, like you can't be anything bloody. Well, no, I'm an Eminem, you know. Like my mom like homemade my costume, which was great. Like, thank you for doing that, mom. But like, you know, I I wasn't it wasn't anything gory, I guess. So well, yeah. um, I think that's part of the reason why I'm I'm a little bit like anti Halloween as an adult.
1: We are, are. We have not had pushback on this, thank goodness, because I don't know how much longer we can pull this off. But we have done an excellent job of like multi-year costume use. So, oh, for sure. Like we had our oldest was a Paw Patrol dog. All three of them at some point have been Paw Patrol dogs. Two sure. of them have been Peppa Pigs, like the hand me downs, and so our younger two were the same thing two years in a row. Like we've really mastered getting the, you know, the mileage out of these. And I know that will change, uh, but yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, I'm not, I'm not anti-Halloween like Tommy is. I just, I'm not good at it, but I love it. I love it now with kids. We'll go trick-or-treating. We'll freeze our butts off. And the other issue here is Tommy we will be dealing with all this while there's a world series game happening. I don't know how late the trick or treating will last because it will be so dadgum cold. Like I'm gonna get home immediately and be like, "Let's go trick or treating now," so we can be done and back in time for the baseball game because the baseball game was intense last night. It was, uh, I I didn't I didn't know if the if the Rangers were gonna be able to hang on there, and they had to have it, Tommy, because the the cost at which it came is high. And now they'll have to overcome that. Who knows if Scherzer's done for the series. He wasn't lights out yesterday by any means, but he was certainly better than he was in the Houston series. And then and then Adolis Garcia. And it's an oblique. And, man, I don't know how he's going to try. I, I, there, there, to me, there seems like there's no chance he'll be able to play through that. Like oblique injuries just crater athletes all the time. And that's, you, you want to talk about a hole in the lineup. He's been everything for this team. He had to play his defensive play yesterday set the tone for the game. You know, like, it totally flipped the game upside down when he gunned down Christian Walker. I, I just, I'm very concerned. They had to have it last night, and they got it. And I'm not trying to be, like, you know, reverse jinx or anything here. But, you know, if I'm Arizona and I see that, I still feel pretty good about things in the series. I, the, it it almost feels more like the Rangers have got to win tonight than the Diamondbacks and go up 3-1 because at 2-2, if you're out Adolis Garcia and then potentially out Scherzer for a game seven, if it comes, again, like the momentum here doesn't, st- even after last night, doesn't feel like it's in the Rangers court because of those injuries.
2: I think those two injuries are very different uh, and, and the impact that they bring are very different. I don't think that there is a likelihood at all that we see Max Scherzer again this series. I really don't. I mean, watching the amount of pain that he was in and trying to throw the ball. Now, you know, of course a he game. He did seven get drilled
1: is, in the back with a with a line drive though. Maybe yeah, it a game was seven just that. is
2: several days away, right? You know, so like there can always be rest and ice and, you know, medicine and all those different things, stretching. Uh I, I just I have a hard time thinking that at his age and with the the injuries that he's already worked through to get back in this postseason I have a hard time thinking that we're going to see him in game seven Adolis Garcia I know it's an oblique and I know that can be super super painful but if you're in a world series and I'm no doctor I don't know I don't know Adolis Garcia uh, but if you're in a world series and you're getting into game four at least in my mind maybe I'm wrong here I think it's something you can battle through. I think it's something you can power through. You might not be able to have the same kind of pop that you had before in swinging the bat and that sort of thing. But, man, I think that's a massive blow if he can't go. So I think they're going to try to do everything in their power to get him on that field probably tonight. And, you know, maybe it's something where maybe he's available off the bench as a pinch hitter tonight or something like that. But I think they're going to do everything that they can to get him going I just don't think we're going to see Max Scherzer. I think those two things are very, very different.
1: Oh, well, I'm far more concerned about Garcia than I am Scherzer. Scherzer wasn't even sharp last night. Like, he's battling. I've grown to appreciate him more now because he's just, like, he doesn't have it. So he's yeah. just trying to He's just trying to battle through. Like, John Gray looked 10 times better than Max Scherzer. He great. So if it's John Gray in Game 7, I'd rather have that yeah. anyway at this point. But Garcia is a problem. And I, even if he even if he tries to tough it out, like if it's your oblique, like you can't put a full swing on a ball. So I don't even know that it's the best thing if he does try and play through it, if he's but really don't you hurt. Think,
2: I mean, I, I'm not sure that again, like I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how oblique injuries work, but I don't think it's something where you're risking like further damage. Like it, it's, it looks like it's an oblique pull or an oblique strain. It's painful. Uh, it's not something that's pleasant, you know, when you're, rotating and doing all those different things that you need your oblique for. But I'm not sure it's something that if, you know, they bring him out, he's at risk of damaging something that is, like, really serious. I think it's more like a pain tolerance, pain management, you know, kind of thing. You add, like, all the different things that a team can do to get the pain down, and then you add on top of it the adrenaline of a World Series. I'm not suggesting he's going to be okay or at full strength or anything like that. But I think that they can get him to a point to at least maybe be able to go. I I, I mean, I think time tell. I don't know tell, that that's but,
1: the best thing if it's his oblique. Like, that's the but thing. But like I don't can think be, it's –
2: is it anything that he can further, like, further injure? I'm no, not sure that it that, is.
1: I just don't know. Like, the torque at which he swings with, if it's your oblique, right. you're not going to be able to generate that same, you know, a torque. You, yeah. it just, there's just no way. So maybe, maybe it was just a, a slight tweak and it feels better. Maybe they can shoot it up with whatever they do to make things better right. quickly in sports. I don't know. Uh, but it is concerning and they'll have to get right back at it tonight. Now, you know, Corey Seager is all the way back, so that helps. Uh he is ju- I, I I well, st- the stats show it. I don't think I've ever seen anybody hit the ball as hard as Seager has hit those last two home runs. Last night's was apparently the hardest hit a ball has been on a home run in the, you know, in the era that they start tracking that since 2015. I mean, he is even when he's missing, it looks like he's going to hit his fly ball out of the arena. Like, it's crazy how hard he's hitting the ball right now. So maybe that will overcome it. And the Diamondbacks are just right there. Like, I, I, again, it, it feels like the burden is more on the Rangers to win tonight to some degree. They'll go Andrew Haney. They were going to go John Gray, so it messed that up, and the Diamondbacks will go a bullpen game. But they got to take advantage now because if this, the longer this series goes, the more the Rangers are going to feel those injuries.
2: I honestly, I, I don't think that, the Rangers' backs are against the wall, like you're suggesting. I no, know no, that, no. I don't think their back, back is against the, the reason...
1: wall. But if this series goes a long way, like if it goes to six or seven games, they're going to, like every, you know, every game it stretches, these injuries potentially impact the series more, if that makes any sense. Like not having Adolis Garcia over, what are we going into, game four over the next, you know, four, five, six, seven, four games would be much different than two if they can just quickly get after it, I guess.
2: I want to be, I can't believe I'm the one that's doing this between the two of us. I'm going to be positive about the Rangers for a second. Last night, their bullpen was
1: phenomenal.
2: And you or know, the Chapman was
1: not, but otherwise it, it was, yeah. Right,
2: but it's a it's a bullpen that has that's been the topic of conversation throughout the entire postseason. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I know that like the bullpen gave up one run, and the Diamondbacks got the deficit down to two at one point. But man, like when you know Scherzer goes out in the fourth inning, I texted you. I'm like, uh oh, you know, like here we go. And and John Gray was great out of the pin. but yeah. man, like I you know that had been. Like I mentioned, the topic of conversation to where I think, I mean, we had even talked about it, where, man, that bullpen for the Rangers is suspect, and that's going to be the opportunity for the Diamondbacks to take advantage of. If the D-backs had been able to do that last night, then I think that there is a high level of concern with the Diamondbacks potentially up two games to one and the injury concerns oh, that the Rangers if have. the Rangers right now I, down I, two I, games I to like one, it would be... Even though, even though you've got a Scherzer injury and an Adolis Garcia injury man, like, I still feel like the Rangers
1: are in pretty good shape altogether. They're, they're okay, but it would be the equivalent of the Diamondbacks losing like Corbin Carroll or Cattell Marte. Like you're talking about Adolis Garcia is on, a, on an historic run this postseason. That's significant. The bullpen, it's the Bruce Bochy effect, right? Like the bullpen was terrible in the regular season. I was just. But te- people are mad at John Smoltz for pointing that out. Rangers fans are mad at John Smoltz. Apparently, I haven't been bothered by John Smoltz as an analyst. But the the Rangers bullpen is not good. However, the regular season bullpen that was terrible didn't have Heaney, Dunning, Gray in it. Those were starters. So right. the fact that they're getting innings out of those guys has masked what's been a just a dreadful middle of the bullpen. Leclerc, the closer. Has picked it up. He's been fine. And Sabor's the seventh inning guy they're using right now is probably been their most effective and electric reliever. Chapman sucks, man. He's an adventure every (laughs) time he takes a out. But he's a lefty. He got
2: out of it. He got out of it yesterday. But he gets
1: into it every time. I know. And he did give up a run. He didn't I mean he got out of it. Yeah, I guess he didn't give up three runs, but he's a lefty and they gotta have him. I just like I would like to see Bochi, who's who's pushing all the right buttons here. I I wish he would stop, like, chiseling him. And I'm a chisel him into their role guy. But I would just use him in lefty-lefty situations and then get him the hell out of there. Just use your other guys. Uh, We'll see. Game game, uh, four later tonight on Halloween. Jad's got some good spooky stuff set up for us. Let's talk about Monday Night Football a little bit when we come back. Uh, That was as bad an offensive performance as I can remember seeing, like, ever from the Raiders last night. And I only tuned in to the end of it, but I was keeping up with it. That was bad. Lions bounce back nicely. We'll get into Monday Night Football on the way out here. Jad, let's give away some AEW tickets, a pair of tickets. AEW makes it to Wichita for the first time ever. Collision live on TNT at Interest Bank Arena this Saturday, November 4th. Get you a pair of tickets uh, to that pro wrestling event. If you missed our interview with Paul White... Uh, a.k.a. The Big Show, a.k.a. The Giant, former Shocker basketball player and wrestling global superstar. You can go back to KFH Radio. We got that linked up on the website right there for you. Good luck, everybody. Win some wrestling tickets. We'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this.
0: Phone call is welcome. 869 1240. Sports Daily. On 97.5 and 1240. KFH. Wichita's number one sports radio.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Appreciate the Halloween tunes from Jad. Alex wins tickets for Saturday's AEW con- uh, Collision. Congratulations to Alex. We'll give away some HTO as well in just a little bit. Um, by the way, at HTO, if you wear your costume into the store, Tommy, you can get uh, happy hour pricing all day at any of the locations. So oh, half-price cool. cups of tea. So find something. Find a, costume, find a costume, yeah. I, I My kids ask me what I'm going to be. And again, like I get caught off guard. I I thought about it, and I'll probably what I'll do is I, I have some old like, Rangers jerseys back from when I was younger, like in college. I could just put on one of those and like a a Rangers beanie or something and be a baseball player. Uh, I think I have like a Mark Teixeira Rangers jersey, and then I had another. I was looking through them, and I had another one that uh, has my name on the back that a girlfriend got me one time, and for some reason I have no idea why. There's blood, like, dried all over the front of it. What? Yeah. Did something maybe. happen with that? Is that why she's your ex-girlfriend? Maybe, maybe somebody thought they were going to test Mickey Blaze sometime okay. would be my guess. Uh, I don't—I have—I legitimately have no idea why. No clue. Don't remember. This was—I mean, it's been, like, it been 20 years since college? Like, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. But I, 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 I guess I could wear that one. It's got blood. Maybe that makes it scarier, right?
2: Yeah, like I would also embarrass my mm, like I would also
1: embarrass my wife. Maybe I will wear the one with blood stains.
2: Here's an idea for you that just came to mind. You can wear the Rangers get up with the blood on the jersey and all of that and like a mask and then bring a chainsaw. And then it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: That's good. I don't have a chainsaw, uh, but that's good. Oh, man, I should have been Terry Funk for Halloween. See, I like I don't I don't I don't have like whatever. I'll be I'll put on a bloody Rangers jersey. That'll work. Um, All right. So you just sent me this, and, you know, we can get to Monday Night Football a little bit later if we feel like it. The Lions win over the Raiders. Uh, The Raiders look terrible. I don't know what they're doing. Um, So Spot Track, which does a good job, and I just lost it, of course, uh, has – they put out, and this is a really handy tool for us, as we were talking yesterday about, um, you know, potential receivers out there. And there's some good ones on here. There's some really good ones, and some could make sense. So, the list that that they point out as potential trade candidates, and just I, I'm sure that these were put on the list because of like who's been rumored about being available. I'll take you through the list first. Um, and there's he they, he did this with other positions too. He did it with running backs, and I I don't think the Chiefs are going to be in the running back business. I think if they do anything, it will be the wide receiver business. So Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darnell Mooney, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Terrence, uh, Terrace, I'm sorry, Marshall. So on that list, Tommy, um, we'll just go through it. Courtland Sutton is probably a very real trade candidate, but he's going to cost $8 million, and that would be a non-candidate for the Chiefs. Hollywood Brown, seven and a half, would be a no. Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams basically for this year come with the same price tag. Now, Devontae Adams kicks in a big salary next year. Renfro was clearly put on display by the Raiders last night, played more than he has all year. Uh, but Hunter Renfro is not what the Chiefs need. They need a downfield guy. Devontae Adams is really interesting. Now, I, I don't know, though, because he, he could, they could probably figure out a way to make it work this year, but certainly couldn't after this year. But I don't I, I don't think that they're going to do that because I think that compromises too much down the road. That'd be a pipe dream, I think, for Chiefs fans and one that has been pointed out in the last 48 hours. Darnell Mooney at 1.6. I like Darnell Mooney. Um, I'm not sure Darnell Mooney is somebody who can step right in. I do like that player, though, quite a bit. Donovan Peoples-Jones, non-starter for me. Jerry Judy would be a non-starter for me. Adam Thielen would be great. I don't think... That Carolina is going to trade again. Bryce Young's safety blanket, DeAndre Hopkins. Boy, DeAndre Hopkins is interesting, too, Tommy. But I don't think that they want to trade Will Levis's safety blanket if that's the way they're going with him. I mean, I I wouldn't if I was Tennessee. But if they would, that would certainly be somebody to call on. And then Terrace Marshall, no thanks. I I so for me, like the of all of that list, I would be interested in a few of them like Darnell Mooney, but Darnell Mooney's not going to step in immediately and help the Chiefs. I think the only two guys on that list that are... that would There's three guys on that list that could step in and probably help right away, and it's Adam Steelen and D-Hop. I don't... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: I just don't know. I mean, Adams would be the most likely to get traded, but I don't think the Chiefs can afford that salary next year and then – like so, you could afford it this year, but I don't even know what you could do with it next year. Could they? Could they sign him and restructure him? Yeah, maybe? there'd have to
2: be there'd have to be a restructuring, like right away. Like you trade for him, and then you know all of a sudden there's a, a new contract or a different contract of of some kind. And you know the fact that it's seventeen million next season guaranteed. Um, I mean that's that is an issue after this season, but the salary for this year is. I think, doable at 3.8. I mean, they've got around that in in the the cap space right now. They could make that work, uh, but they'd have to try to figure out something else after this season is done. Um, I think the big uh, issue with that particular trade is, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be likely to trade Devontae Adams to a division rival, and knowing that it's the Chiefs, and knowing that the Chiefs have, have basically ran all over that division for a long time, you know, why would the Raiders want to strengthen them even more? And so I don't know if that's realistic. Um, You know, I like Adam Thielen a lot. I think that Adam Thielen is somebody that has been grossly underrated for a number of years. He's done really nice things in Carolina. He's had a nice year with the Panthers. He really has. Um, You know, so I I mean, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. That helps. And then, of course, D-Hop, we talked about. At length, um, I, I like all of those candidates. I know that Darnell Mooney,
1: he might be. I don't he doesn't know. help them right now, though. That's the he problem might be the I,
2: most likely guy, though. I mean, is I I'm going like through this list, he might. I be like, the most like Darnell
1: likely. Mooney a lot, and Darnell Mooney has been a victim of bad quarterback play for his skill set. So, Darn, if they traded for Darnell Mooney, it would be like what they did for Kadarius Tony last year. I think right. A longer term move, maybe there's some upside this year some i don't know i i would tell you that i like darnell mooney the player more than i like sky Moore or uh uh mbs or any really anybody they have outside of rashi rice right now like i i really like that player i just don't know if he helps them right now and i think if the chiefs make a move like this it's got to be for somebody help that helps them right now and that's kind of the problem uh is there's only a couple of guys on this list that would you know, that you could definitively say, yeah, that guy would help them right now.
2: You know, I, I go back to what we talked about yesterday. I mean, looking at this list and looking at the salaries and everything at the trade deadline, if I'm Brett Veach, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling Tennessee. Like, what's it going to take
1: sure, to get DeAndre but again, Hopkins? $648,000? It makes the most sense. There's no question. But Tennessee's got other things to think about, too. If they pulled Derrick Henry off the table, which they reportedly did, I think the reason they did that is to help – See if they can develop Levis. That that would be the thing for me. I just I would love D Hop too. But everybody has a price. Everybody well, has a price, but right? what price are you so willing to got, pay?
2: But if you've got Will Levis right, and you are going to potentially try to build a team around him, and I mean let let's pump the brakes a little bit. It was one week, one I really know. good week from Will. I Levis. Know, but, but, but if they want to see what they have, know. if they want to see what they have in Will Levis and that offense, and build around him. The man, like, you know, I understand how talented DeAndre Hopkins is, but is it better long term for the Titans to have? an additional second round pick or something like that it you know depends. to be able to develop a young team around Will Levis i mean you can kind of look at the way that the the, the Texans are doing things right now building around CJ Stroud and they loaded up on draft capital and got Will Anderson and they've got yeah. you know younger players there and they're building a culture around the young rookie quarterback the Titans can do the same thing i'm not sure if a you know plus 30 year old wide receiver Albeit very talented in DeAndre Hopkins, is the right long-term fit for the Titans.
1: It, it's he's not, but but a, a part of developing a quarterback is making sure they don't get killed. Right by the way, the Texans and the Titans have the same record, so you can say like, well, why doesn't you know why doesn't Houston go trade Dalton Schultz or why doesn't Houston go trade, I don't know. I mean, Nico Collins is young enough where it's not, you know, it's not apples to apples. But the reason you don't do any of that is because you want those guys to be a part of the development. But they've already, they've already built
2: like they 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 had the draft capital before and they, they right. built a young team I, around right. him. Like, but you this is do the do Titans now. opportunity now moving
1: forward. That's why I mean, like, but what's most important for Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and potentially Will Levis. Now, I don't think Levis is going to be the guy. I think he I think D-Hop made some plays for him. But you have to know, and we see it time and time and time again in the NFL, these talented young quarterbacks get put in bad situations, and it destroys their ability to develop into a good quarterback. That's why I don't think Thielen's going anywhere, and that's why if I'm Tennessee, I'm not trading D-Hop outside but of but like don't a first-round pick.
2: don't you think with D-Hop and the Titans that, I mean, you know, D-Hop had an incredible game on Sunday, and it was really the first time in a long time that the NFL collectively, the fan base, D-Hop was at the top of the headlines, right? Like, three touchdown catches, and, like, yeah. it was... You know, like, he's at the 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 top, like, right he's before the trade, trade value. deadline.
1: There's no, max there's no max question. Max trade value
2: right now. Like, if I'm the Titans, like, okay, let's cash that in, because, like, he's not going to be at that value probably again, and especially the timing of it right before the deadline.
1: I mean, it, it's hard because they're, I mean, right now, how many teams make the playoffs now? Seven? they They're in the playoff picture. Yeah. Like, they're right there. Like, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how you justify that to the guys in the locker room. If somebody wants to offer you a first-round pick, okay, fine. But they're not going to. I mean, you can't go trade hop for a third- or fourth-round pick, which is probably what somebody would be willing to give up right now for him. I just don't think they're going to do it. And if you're if you're the chief, I don't want the Chiefs giving up a second round pick for D Hop.
2: And I think you could probably get more out of D Hop if I'm the Titans than probably so. Derrick Henry.
1: Uh yeah, probably so. It depends. I mean it depends on the suitor, but they already pulled Henry off the table, I think, because right. they're like, well, you know what? We're kind of in contention here.
2: Well, we got, I think we they gotta... probably pulled Henry off the market because they weren't getting the kind of value that they wanted to get. Yeah,
1: but Henry there. doesn't Henry, they have his replacement as locked in and ready to roll. Like they they could absolutely trade Derrick Henry and still have a shot with Tyje Spears. But Derrick Henry gives you a better shot. And there like that's Mike Vrabel there. Like Tennessee if if Will Levis doesn't suck, Tennessee's got a chance to make the playoffs. Like for real right now. Like if if Levis gives them anything, which it looks like he can at least take shots and do all those things, Tennessee's going to have a chance to be in the postseason. I don't think there's any question about that. So, because and not like, are they going to win a Super Bowl? No, but you're talking about, you know, a situation where maybe everybody makes it in the AFC North. The Chiefs will make it. The Jags will make it. So then it's a mix of Chargers, Raiders. In in are the Raiders really in it? Maybe yeah. I guess so. Texans, Titans, Colts. Like you feel decent about your chance there if you're the Titans. At least I would. Devonte Adams is the interesting one. Like that's the one that has both interest on. If I'm the Raiders, I absolutely trade because they're they're ready to tear down. What are do the Raiders? Well, he do? wants Nothing. out.
2: He he wants out if they wants Big out
1: time. You can tell that. Would he be the most expensive too? Let's explore him specifically when we come back. Because there has been a lot of chatter among you know the Chiefs social media world to like drool over Devontae Adams. But would that make sense? We'll talk about it next. Sports Daily. 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. Coming right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. A uh, little uh, Simpsons Halloween there. Are you a Treehouse of Horror guy, Tommy? Um, no, I'm not. Jad, you strike me as a Simpsons guy. I don't Simpsons really know guy. what that is. Oh, it's a Simpsons. Are you, okay. Are you are you a Simpsons guy, Jad? Uh, you know, I used to be quite a lot. Yeah. Recently, not so much. But I, I did get Disney Plus just to try and get through it all. I did not. <laughs> I, that was what that was my very first pandemic project too so that as a growing up the simpsons was by far my favorite show and i could probably have recited like every episode to you through maybe the first like eight seasons and i bet i haven't seen a simpsons episode in 20 years now um that show in its early years because that was a pandemic project when that happened I mean it. It was unbelievably good. Yeah, is so good. If you go back and watch, like when that show really took off early on, it's it's crazy how good it was. Um, but I appreciate the Simpsons reference there. Yeah, uh, Tommy. By the way, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated is reporting that he doesn't expect the Chiefs to do anything. So I think there's a lot of chatter. I'm with him. I don't think they will either draft capital is too important when you have to, you know, pay these expensive players like they do. I don't think they're doing anything. That doesn't mean we can't wonder if they do what would be the thing to do. I don't think it's going to happen. DeVonte Adams. DeVonte Adams is even at 30 years old, which is, you know, dangerous with a wide receiver. Will if he gets traded will probably command like at least a second round pick, if not a first. The money's there. I, I mean, it's not going to happen. The Chiefs aren't. They're not going to do it because I don't think they can afford him next year. It would I don't be think the Raiders co-
2: will trade him to the Chiefs. That's the biggest thing in my why, mind. Why
1: do the Raiders? I mean, I don't think the Raiders because they're about to blow it up and rebuild anyway. I don't. I don't. I, I think that is a little overrated. What? What? Is, okay. So let's say the Chiefs trade a first. Let's say the Chiefs are like, we'll give you a first or a second for Devontae Adams. The Raiders are going to make that move. What, do they think they're going to be competitive in Devontae Adams' window where he can come back and hurt them? No, you got to just take the best offer. If Devontae Adams, at best, has, what, three years left? And that, you know, history tells us that that's probably not the case. The Raiders aren't going to be good then. they got to start over. Like, that's the problem for the Raiders. The Raiders are in, like, the Raiders should be shopping everybody because they got to find a quarterback and start over. Like, you have... Max Crosby and Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. Like if I'm the Raiders, I would trade all of those guys and I would get you could much get a draft lot, capital. I know. A lot out of Max
2: Crosby. I mean alone, yes, you could. I all those other guys. Yeah, I mean they they're going to get a return too, but man, Max Crosby, I think there are some teams out there that would They would pay up to bring Max Crosby
1: in. The problem for the Raiders is no, I don't think the Raiders are as bad as some of the worst teams in football right now, but they're not anywhere near close enough to try and push it through like they thought it would be. And out there in a new city, you're not like nothing is going to, you know, tamper Raiders buzz enough that you would be concerned about it. You like, but you have got to find. The next coach and the next quarterback for that team, like, could you imagine the Raiders? You want to stick it to the Chiefs, get in a position where you can draft your quarterback of the future and then make Eric Bieniemy your head coach, right? Like they—they're going to have to do something because this isn't it. It's not Josh McDaniels and it's not Garoppolo, even though Garoppolo is a fine stopgap if that's what he is the rest of his career. He can't stay healthy anyway, so. I don't know if they just burn it down they should. I mean they were that was awful last night. That was just absolutely embarrassing offensively. I needed 21 yards out of Michael Meyer the young tight end <laughs> Tommy. He got 19 on one dang catch. Uh that would have capped off my my tremendous betting weekend. He was the last leg of some things for me. Uh but ugh, god, just yeah. embarrassing.
2: A couple of other uh wide receiver notes. I know that you said Albert Breer is saying that the Chiefs are not going to do anything. Not expected to. It does look like there might be one possibility, uh, but it's not bringing in a wide receiver. It's getting one out. Um, Jeremy Fowler is reporting that Richie James and the Chiefs are exploring trade possibilities for him to move somewhere else. Hasn't really done anything. He's on injured reserve right now. Um, So that is a a possibility. Uh, And then another name that Um, I mentioned yesterday as a potential of somebody that, you know, could be traded that could come in uh, to Kansas city that is not going to happen. Now uh, is Kendrick Bourne from the Patriots. He tore his ACL uh, over the weekend. So his season is done. Um, I mentioned him as a potential, but he will not be uh, traded by the Patriots because he's out. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it looks like I guess when maybe Kansas city brought in McCool Hardman that Richie James might be the odd man out.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense, right? If Richie James is going to be your special teams guy, and that's really the that's really the only reason you brought in McCole Hardman, it, it is, and he muffed that pun, I know, but you like, right. can't have that. It, it was the, the conditions were a little bad, whatever. I'm not going to like th- cast him aside as a special teams player, but again, McCole Hardman is not going to step in and be the savior of that. He wasn't good enough to do that before they let him go the first time. That's not going to happen. If he can't help you on special teams, he's not really going to help you do anything. And right. they have a whole lot of those guys in Kadarius Toney, in Sky Moore, in McColl Hardman. I don't know. I, it, Rushy Rice has stepped up. I'm in on Rice for sure. Can somebody else catch three balls a game? Four balls a game? Is that too much to ask? I mean, I think the most
2: likely out of the entire contingent. You've got Travis Kelsey at one. You've got Rasheed Rice at two. And then, man, is it too far of a stretch to say Justin that the Watson. third receiver, no, I was going to say Noah Gray, oh, uh, wow. the backup tight end, is probably up there too.
1: They'll get it done. Again, don't don't look too much into the weird circumstances of Sunday and forget that their passing game was clicking the three weeks before. Right, Mahomes was over 300 yards in two of those games and 400 in the other. You know what we should do? We should dig into it with the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. Uh, Let's do that next, in fact. We'll do it. Sports Daily, rolling into hour number two right after this.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.